Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. No, the best the podcast year. ever. Hey! hey! We're, we're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hey folks, CJ Grimm here from Poking Dead Things. It's a hard job doing what we do, and it can get kind of gross. We know that you work hard too, so I'm here to tell you that at the end of a hard day, nothing beats a hot bath and a cold beer. So treat yourself right and head to Twisted Willow Soap Company and indulge in a bath bomb with your favorite six-pack. Remember, the only girly thing about a bath bomb are the sounds you're going to make in excitement. Twisted Willow Soap Company. Body. Mind. Soul. Black Lives Matter. Welcome to Protest, the 95th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is true. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meat. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. And uh, we're going to be talking about some shit tonight. <laughs> yep. yep. Let me just state right here, though, a couple of things. One is, if this topic's too rough for you... Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to start yeah. with a disclaimer. We're going to be talking about some rough topics. I yep. can't give you... Specific content warnings now, but we're going to be talking about some difficult subjects. We're going to be talking about deaths. Yep. Uh, we're going to be talking about police brutality. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about our horrifying justice system. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about protests and riots that are currently ongoing. Yep. If those topics are too much for you right now, if it is too much for you to listen to this subject, no shame, no blame. You do not have to listen to this episode. We are not going to tell you that you are failing as a pagan, nope. as a patriot, as whatever, as a human being. If this is too much for you right now, there is a lot going on and everybody is dealing with their own shit. That's right. So if this topic is too much for you right now, it is okay. You do not have to listen to it. Yep. yep. But I want to quickly get yep. like housekeeping out of the way. Housekeeping. Out of the way. Two new hunters. They are Sky Hagen. And Owlin Crow. Welcome to our new hunters. That's right. We love you hunters. You know we love you. One new cat, Christine Phillips. Welcome. Welcome. New cat. We love you. Also, on Sundays from 2 to 4, I do a Zoom. Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, Gwen mostly does meditations. Except at 8 8 a.m. Except this past Friday, you can actually go to the Three Pagans and a Cat page. Listen to Gwen's rant. And you can listen to my eight-minute rant about this very subject. And it almost happened Thursday, but I managed to talk myself out of it then. You probably should have t- you should have done the meditation and then done your rant separately. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. People That's why I've told Gwen yeah. she can no longer can, do yeah. meditations if she's looked at Facebook. <laughs> That's right. She can't look at, at Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. That's right. What happened was I on Thursday uh we're house kept by the way. Yeah. Yes, we're, <laughs> house-kept. Uh, we're house kept. Yes. We're house kept. We're into the topic now. We're into the topic. I found the first article on my feed, mm-hmm. and it was about the death of George Floyd. Right. And I clicked on that link, and I watched as Derek Chauvin, mm-hmm. or Chauvin, however you say his name. Chauvin. It looks, like, it looks like chauvinism. It yeah. does. It okay. looks like Chauvin. Had his knee compressing George, George Floyd's neck. The back of George neck. Floyd's neck. Yep. And his, his other leg was on his back between yep. his shoulders. Yep. There were two other cops holding him down. So he was completely incapacitated, and I saw him begging for his life, 
crying, his nose bleeding, and I watched him die. And it was eerily similar to Eric Garner's death not so very long ago. That's right. That was right. Right down to pleading and begging and explaining that he can't breathe. And please don't let them kill me. It broke my heart, infuriated me, because I was like, Jesus Christ, this keeps happening over and over and over, and nothing changes. Right. And what happened for me after I saw that video, after I watched George Floyd, I did talk to you about it. I read mm-hmm. more about it. I actually led meditation on Thursday. But then Friday, which is why Carr is telling me I can't read Facebook before I do meditation anymore, I saw a black CNN reporter mm-hmm. who was reporting on the riots that are happening in Minneapolis. Which is where George Floyd died. Because, yes, which is where George Floyd died. Because at that point, they had not arrested any of the four officers, especially not Derek Chauvin. Mm -hmm. And this black reporter from CNN, along with his crew, were arrested by the police. They were doing nothing wrong. They were following orders. They were practicing freedom of the press. They were practicing freedom of the press. And I was like, holy shit, what is going on here? And then I read that a block away... A white reporter was asked, for, what are you doing here? And he told him, and he said, I'm here with CNN. Here are my press mm-hmm. credentials. He was fine. Nobody mm-hmm. bothered him. And then I thought, surely this this has got to be an isolated incident. But you know what happened today? At one of the protests, I think it was in Louisiana, a local reporter with her team, she was reporting on the police, and they had asked her team to move, and they were moving. And then one of the military-style police officers, riot police officers, pointed a gun at her and shot one of those tear gas canisters? No, uh, bullets. bullets. No, it's like a... it's like a paintball, okay. but it's filled with tear gas. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. At her and her crew, right? Yep. So I'm going, holy shit, what is going on here? And of course, you know, there, there's been riots, there's been protests, lots of protests all over the United States. Some have had violence in them, some have not, but I'm seeing more and more violence against protesters by, police. by the fucking police. Which is a kind of response to protests about police brutality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a good response. No. Nope. No. And in fact, I was watching another one just earlier. Uh, in Houston, a woman was standing with the protesters holding a sign and a mounted police officer. You can watch it. I was shocked. Yeah. A mounted police officer drove his horse into her and trampled her. Oh my god! Yeah. And as you can someone, kill someone that yeah, way. Yeah, you can. She got With up and moved. Trivial but ease, you can kill someone that way. That horse trampled her, and I am a horsewoman from yeah. back in the day. I was raised with horses. I showed horses as a teenager. I a horse know, is a dangerous animal. I know what it looks like when a horse is being guided, and mm-hmm. that horse was driven into that woman. Yeah. And that's not. I mean, yeah. And then Carr saw another uh, a, another protester in New York. A police officer... Basically picked her up by the throat and threw her down. That's right. Uh, probably six feet into a curb and just kept walking. That's right. That's right. And that's not just isolated incidences. No. These are This is happening all, all over, over the country. The country. Yeah. And then you've got people who are protesting. They're peacefully protesting, like this woman with her goddamn sign. She was peacefully protesting. But then you've got inciters. Mm-hmm. You've got people who are attempting to cause riots. You've got, well, so... but these And they're not even legitimate protesters. Now, all right, 
We need to talk about this. Okay. Yep. Some news agencies will report that a protest has become violent, violent. as soon as there is vandalism. Right. And in my opinion, vandalism is not violence. If you spray paint something on the side of the police building, that's not violence. That's at most property damage. Right? Right. Yep. But they will report that as a violent protest. So you've got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and vandalism may be the work of genuine protesters. Mm-hmm. But we know for a fact yep. that there are, and I don't know for a fact in this particular case because they haven't done, you know, they haven't done the uh, retroactive studies of it. But I, I know for a fact that in previous cases there have been undercover cops inciting riots. Mm-hmm. Yep. There have been infiltrators from white nationalist groups. And Minneapolis has mm-hmm. said that the people, majority of the people they arrested are from out of town. Are from out of town, and they are suspected to be within with these white nationalist groups. Yep. The story of violence in protesting is a complicated issue. And a lot of it comes down to what you consider violence in a protest. But stuff like looting, attacks on other civilians and things like that Mm -hmm. are unlikely to be the actions of of the original protesters. Those are usually the actions of outside instigators. And I want to go back to Devilix says horses are dangerous, going back to what happened in Houston. Sure, they are, but usually won't intentionally trample someone, especially if not being threatened. But the difference here is this is a trained police horse who is trained to follow what the writer is telling him to do. So he trampled that woman under under instruction. She had her back to the police officer, her back to the horse, and that horse mowed her down intentionally because of what the rider was instructing it to do, not because of the horse. The horse is not to blame here. It's the rider. Okay, that's fine. Yep. More important uh, point from my point yep. of view, although obviously I don't want the horse to be destroyed or anything, is Sarenth makes a good point, which is not everyone who smashes a window is a provocateur. Some of that is homegrown, genuine rage. Most of it that I have seen thus far is white folks, likely agent provocateurs from everything I have seen, but I would caution against stereotyping them all as such. Yeah, that's why I'm saying the the story of violence and protest is complicated. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of that is going to be protesters who, like, are from there and are angry, and especially in other mm-hmm. cities. Mm-hmm. Be- because there is a lot of a high emotionality right now, you might say, mm-hmm. in sort of the country at large because of all the factors leading up to this moment. Yep. Like covid and high unemployment as a result of shutdowns, mm-hmm. and there are and the fact that it's so goddamn hot. Several right. places have flooded, so people are now out of jobs and homes. Yep. There is a lot of anger in general right now. Yep. So no, not all of the violence is going to be from undercover cops or from right. outside instigators, but some of it definitely is. Yep. Yep. And I think it's important to note, and I think someone said it in here earlier too, but what's what's being protested, I think George Floyd's death is just, it's that that straw that broke the, the camel's straw back. that broke the camel's back yeah. to a, yep. a systemic problem within law enforcement in this country because we have had too many cases of black men whether young black men or middle-aged black men or whatever they are being targeted disproportionately disproportionately targeted in fact i was reading an article and it may have been from a couple of years ago but i saw it reported again or posted again it is a teacher he was a a professor uh, of english at a college who was profiled by police because he vaguely matched a vague description of a black man 
with a with a knit hat and he of was, average height. Of average height, the he, most vague description on earth. Right, he yeah. Very, and of course, because he is a he's an English professor, so he gave a very eloquent description mm-hmm. of what he experienced, the fear that he experienced because. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't believe him. They ignored his credentials from the from the, from the university. They wanted to get him into that car. And the one thing he said, which is we need to go back to some points about what happened to George Floyd, mm-hmm. because he said, if they put me in the back of that car, something bad is going to happen to me. Right. That was what he felt. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to take him to a station to have the woman, who happened to be a white woman, mm-hmm. Uh, identify, identify him, him right. if he was her uh, the robber that Which she was. Witness identifications are not n- reliable. Exactly, yeah. and the reason I bring this up is because one of the things that George Floyd is purported to have said in the mm-hmm. police report is that he didn't he did resist getting into the back of the police car. Right. And so when I heard that, and after reading this man's description of the fear he felt mm-hmm. yep. about the potential of being arrested and put in the back of that car, no wonder he resisted. Well, and George Floyd also said in that that he was claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, you know, bars, windows rolled up, all of that With his stuff, hands cut with his hands cut behind him. Yeah, back. I mean, I can, I can totally see it. I want to read a quote really quick. This is from... Uh, it was originally from Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. It's actually on Martin Luther King III's Twitter feed. Okay. Um, and he posted it because I think people misquote this a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the quote that everybody hears is, yep. a riot is the language of the unheard, full stop. But here's the actual quote that MLK Jr. said. A riot is a language of the unheard, and what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear what the promises of freedom and justice that have not been met. That statement to me, as a mm-hmm. white person, and all, all three of us are white, so we do not no, right, we do not and cannot understand for the experiences of people of color. Right. Nope. But that to me says white people, mm-hmm. right, don't have the right to riot because our promise of freedom of justice have been fucking met. Now, we can go out and support. Right. I am fine doing that. As a matter of fact, there's a great picture on Twitter I saw of about 45 white women Mm -hmm. locking their arms, separating the police from the black protesters. protesters. And that absolutely has to be our job. Yep. Because as white people, we are so much much less likely to be even hit with tear gas or rubber bullets or any of that shit. They are so much less likely to actually hurt us. Yep. That's right. And even if they, even if, Things escalate because we've just been talking right, about yeah. how the police are escalating their violence against yeah. protesters, and I think it de- doesn't matter now. They're just like the the when they shot the reporter uh-huh. and her crew, they were white, right? You know, they just don't want this to be reported. They just on. don't want to be reported on. But yeah, that is what we need to do. We need to stand with our neighbors. We need yeah. to support them. Whether it's through things like this, through vocalizing our what we believe and and our support to naysaying those idiots who are are trying to turn this into something that it's not. I want to change my statement. Okay. Okay. Ever so ever so small. All right. Adjustment. As a white cis gendered male, I have no right to protest. Okay. That's if fair. you are. Anywhere else on the LGBTQIA spectrum in, in, in any yeah. way, then yes, you have the right. 
And we all... I don't have the yeah, right. And you know what? There's an extent to which we have an obligation. We have an obligation. If our our, our protests, our, our liberalism, mm-hmm. our, all of that stuff has to be intersectional. Yeah. So when someone comes for a group that, that even like I'm not part of, like I'm mm-hmm. not a black person. This does nope. not directly affect me. Nope. Right. But black people have stood up for me during... That's right. During queer protests. So... It's my job to stand up for them. Right. right. Like, yep. We have obligations to each other. Yes. But I also yep. have to say... Even context, but yeah. And I, yeah. and I personally say women of any color, because women are oppressed in a number of ways, whether they're yep. any color. Agreed. Victoria has a comment. says, one of my coworkers, a cis-hetero white, said that his position at a protest is with a suit jacket and a button-down standing between the cops and the protesters. Yeah. Yep. I'm not going to wear a suit jacket and a button-down, but I'll sure as fuck stand between the cops and the protesters. Yep. And, and Victoria also said, we have to call out people who look like us. Yeah. Yes. And we definitely have to call out, and this is where I'm going to say, we definitely have to call out the white women. Oh, God, who are... Who are... Who are... What the fuck? Are they doing? Racism like the, is what they're it's doing. It's the racism. <laughs> like the woman in Central Park, I think it was, who the called... Karens the Karens. The Karen. Yeah, the Karens, yeah. The Karen who called the cops with yeah. a false complaint yep. saying that a black man was threatening her when all he was doing was telling her that she was breaking a, an ordinance mm-hmm. and asking her to leash her fucking dog. Mm-hmm. And yet we have her on video. Thankfully, she lost her job and she's uh, they're looking into potential charges for her. She literally says to him, I'm going to call the police and tell him, tell them that an African-American man is threatening me. Because her objective is to get him shot. Because right, her objective yeah. is to get him fucking shot. And then Scuba said a white woman in Denver hit a protester with her car and they're now dead. It's fucking ridiculous that white people mm-hmm. can't fucking see this. I don't know how we're as blind as we fucking are unless we're all fucking racist, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there are so many of us that are blind to what the fuck is going on in our country and we can't get our heads out of our asses long enough to fucking support people who need our goddamn support. Well, and this is what I said on that Friday rant, mm-hmm. because you and I talked about this. Yep. When I was growing up as a white child yep. in a very white, lily white community, community yeah. with one black family, we were raised to trust the police. You could trust any police officer. If you had a problem, you could go to the police. And I was, I raised my children to believe that the police were safe. That the police were friends. That the police were friends. That if you had trouble, you could go to the police. But time after time after time, my black neighbors, who I didn't know anything about, mm-hmm. that was not their experience. Right. Especially in urban areas, yeah, in urban but- Grand Rapids. That was not their experience. They couldn't trust the police. What I told, and now we none of us can. Yeah, no. And, and, now, and what I can. told mom was the only reason that she and I had the illusion growing up yeah. that we could trust the cops was that we were white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only reason we ever had that imaginary. And Jim Two Snakes just brought this up. So let's be truthful here. Mm-hmm. There is enough racism in the pagan community yes. yeah. alone. For it to be an issue. Yeah. Exactly. And so Which is part of the reason we're talking about this on here on our big podcast. podcast yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is it streaking fate, aka Quarks forty two? Yep. <laughs> Racism is woven into how the US runs. As a white person, I was blind to most of it because it benefited me and I didn't realize how much it did or does exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's exactly right. Because we don't have that experience. 
Yeah. You know, we, we have a privilege that we didn't even, well, many of us didn't recognize that we have, mm-hmm. but now that our eyes have been open to this, we must address it. We cannot just let things go. There's a quote from a, from a rabbi whose name I cannot pull to the top of my brain right now, but the quote is something, and I'm going to have to paraphrase, it's something along the lines of, you do not have to finish the work, but you do have to participate in it. That's right. So, like, we're not going to defeat racism here in our lifetimes. But that does not absolve us from the responsibility of working on it. The the thing is, I know that people get upset when you say that the police are responsible. But all of the police officers are responsible for the situation that we are in. Yes, in this particular situation with George Floyd, it is Derek Chauvin and the three other officers who were who were pinning him down, yep. and the the three officers that were helping him pin him down, and the one who was standing by by the side, just watching it happen, just watching it fucking happen. Those four officers are directly involved with the death of George mm-hmm. Floyd. Yep. However, the entirety of law enforcement throughout this entire country should and is responsible. Where have they been? Right. Why has this been yep. allowed to continue? And it's not an isolated incident, and it never has been an isolated incident. It's just a question of which ones get media coverage. That's right. Misha Magdalene had some really good questions to ask for people who are saying, but wait, the cops, they're not all bad. It's just a few bad cops. Here are the questions to ask about those good police officers. Where are they? Why are they not whistleblowing and arresting their corrupt fellow officers? Why are they complicit in those officers' crimes? Why are they making excuses for a system so broken that no one is ever, ever surprised to see the latest news item about police officers murdering black people for literally no reason at all? And if these good cops aren't doing any of those things, why do we call them good? Thank you. Shout out to Bjorn Langehar, who who found the quote for me, referring to earlier. It is Rabbi Tarfon ah. in Perke Evat 221. It is not your responsibility to finish the work of perfecting the world, but you are not free to desist from it either. Okay. So one of the things I want to bring up is the police have been militarized. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, they have. And part of that, and, and there's, and a, there's, a, a, there's yeah. a huge reason why I want to bring this up. And yep. there's a history Part of that, that is... That there is an organization called the Force Science Institute. Mm-hmm. For profit. Yeah, it's a for profit <laughs> company. Yeah. They have trained over 10,000 police officers from 2,200 different agencies in nine countries mm-hmm. on shoot first, ask questions later. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's their theory. Okay? Yep. Now you ready for this? Yep. They're in Bloomington, fucking Minnesota, 14 goddamn miles from downtown Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so these who, are the motherfuckers that are screwing everybody exactly. up. Exactly. So who do you That's think right. was training? What I exactly? So I, I read an article that talked to someone who was who was directly involved with the training of that yep. department. Yep. Who said as late as 2016 they were teaching that specific hold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Force technique. Yep. And all of that's taught by this Force Sciences Institute. Mm-hmm. And it's one motherfucker who started this mm-hmm. whole thing who then goes and goes to the trials mm-hmm. and says, oh, no, this no, is perfectly this acceptable. this was a justified use justified of force. force. Exactly. Yeah, it said, I think people need to understand if we are mad at the police as a system or the police as individuals, you can have good people in a bad system. But you, the problem is the good people that are in the bad system are keeping their mouths fucking shut, shut yep, yep. so they're 
complicit in this as well. And that is the problem. That is the problem. And so that's why I say they need to all. Yep. Everyone has to be They held all have to be held accountable, not for the specific incident with this man. That needs to be Derek Chauvin and the three other officers. Right. right. But as far as the system is concerned, as far as how police treat people. And, and their training. And their yep. training, that they can no longer be silent about, and they must do something. So a couple of comments in the Discord. Jim says, the, mis- the message is just a few bad apples, but they forget the saying is, a few bad apples spoil the bunch. Right. Sarenth responds, it's the whole fucking orchard, and Selkie responds to that with the ground it grew on is spoiled. And Devilix just said, silence is violence. And that is true. It is violence in its own. It is accepting what's going on around you. It's that, what is it, that thin blue line or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they always, this imaginary thin blue line, it still fucking exists. Right. And people are dying because of it. One other story I read Uh uh, was about a police officer in West Virginia, mm-hmm. who got a call that a man was threatening people with a knife. Right. Right? So he goes out on the call, and when he walks up to the guy, he says, come with me now, you know, get on the ground, mm-hmm. and the guy pulls out a gun. And the police officer says, I'm not going to shoot you, brother. I just want to talk to you. And the guy says, no, shoot me now. And the cop at that point went, this is somebody who wants suicide by cop. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this, right? Right. So he talks to the guy for another five minutes. Mm-hmm. De-escalating. De-escalating the situation. the situation. Another patrol car pulls up. Cop gets out, shoots the guy point blank dead. Mm-hmm. Guess who they fired? The one who was trying to de-escalate? The guy who was trying to de-escalate the fucking system. And he's the one who gets fired out of this, he's no longer in policing, he's fucking driving a truck for a living, rather than doing the damn job correctly. So, when there are good cops, they get driven out of the system. That's That's exactly it. And I do think... Unfucking believable. And I think it's important to note also the culture that is is promoted within various police departments Mm -hmm. from Mother Jones. The Minneapolis Police Union president is named Lieutenant Bob Kroll. He's been in that position for five years. He's been in the Minneapolis police for much longer. But he has a record and a reputation for inflammatory remarks. He has influence over 800 officers and within the police culture. In fact, he is the one that most often is listened to in how people are treated He has said that the Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. He's called former U.S. Representative Keith Ellison, who is a Muslim and a black man, a terrorist for pushing police reform while he was in office. He has a a history, and I will say alleged, of alleged racism and uh, has said to be seen wearing white supremacy patches in a motorcycle club that he's a part of. And this is also part of the problem. We have these people in their police, uni- you know, union in entrenched positions, entrenched of power. positions of power. And he was the first one who came out after George Floyd was dead, and came out and said, "Now, hey, now, we can't blame our police officers or immediately condemn them." In fact, his direct quote is, "Now is not the time to rush to judgment and immediately condemn our officers." In spite of the fact that we have video. Yeah. Yeah. Very clearly showing what happened. Now there's some stuff going on in the Discord I want to point out. Okay. Finn says the system is broken. He says the fucking system is broken. Yep. Uh Scoobus responds the system unfortunately isn't broken. It was built for this. 
And that is absolutely true. A little further on, Jim Jim says, says, policing in this country was a response to the ending of slavery, and that is 100% correct. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of the early police officers were former, their former job was catching escaped slaves. Right. And that's, that, that whole mentality has held over. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that our police force is interracial. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a article that the New York Post posted on, uh, I think it was the 29th, of a black police officer mm-hmm. choking a young black man. And that got caught on video. And the problem is, it is a problem in the system of excessive force, mm-hmm. excessive violence, specifically directed toward young black men. Right. Yep. Lady Catastrophe says, cops have turned a blind eyes to rapes on college campuses, black people being arrested for no reason, and the Aryan Race Newsletter being put in mailboxes mm-hmm. uh, in their town. Let me just say that Minneapolis has a problem because they have 1,700 mm-hmm. rape kits that have never been sent for any... For, no, for testing? For testing. For testing. Mm-hmm. So they have so they seven... put these people through the trauma of getting a rape right. kit, which is a traumatic experience. It is, and then it never is. sending it in to be tested. That's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it is we need justice for George Floyd, and quite frankly, I am I am concerned because they're already trying to whitewash this thing. Yep. Just with the fucking <laughs> charges that have been put against mm-hmm. this cop. Thank you for whitewash. Yeah. <laughs> he has been charged with third-degree murder with manslaughter, and then there will probably be some aggravated assaults and yeah. things. Battery. But the battery. But the thing is, is they're already, even with the report, even with the medical report, mm-hmm. they're explaining away. They're yeah, saying, oh, there's no evidence of strangulation. That he that his his death was caused by underlying heart issues, which may have been exacerbated by the hold that was put on his trachea. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw in there his his diaphragm because they were not only compressing his his throat, they were compressing between his shoulders, yep. which and his hands were behind his back. So that means, he, and he was on his stomach, yep. so that he could not breathe. Oh, and there is a there is a sheriff somewhere in the fucking south that I want to punch in the face because he was saying if he could talk. I can tell by the way you said ooh. <laughs> yeah, if he if the man could talk, then he wasn't being choked or strangled. Like, fuck that noise. That is absolutely not true. He was, and he being, doesn't have to be literally strangled to no. die from someone putting that hold on him. It doesn't matter what specific no. health condition caused his death. His death was caused by cops. Exactly. Right. That's exactly. And right. I think that, and that infuriates me how they're already building into the case potential mm-hmm. reasons for this guy to get off. Yep. So Cee Bond just said, "There's a Chattanooga police chief." that has told his officers that if they don't find anything wrong with Floyd's death, to turn in their fucking badges. Yeah. Good. We need that everywhere. Yes. Yes, we do. And in fact, it shouldn't be optional. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That should be policy. That's right. You should have to justify... You should... This case... And all all the other cases like it should all be on a fucking exam yeah. that everyone yep. has to take. Yep. And if you don't pass that, you can't be a fucking cop. That's and right. then if you pass it because you know what the right answers are, and then you go out in the field and you do any of this shit, you get your badge taken take it away. away. Yep. You, you get, get blacklisted. And you get blacklisted nation fucking wide. You don't get to be a cop ever. You know what else? That's if because get- the good guy who actually tried to de-escalate, uh-huh. was blacklisted. That's why he's yep. fucking driving long-haul trucks. And you yep. know what else I think? I think if they get... And because Derek Chauvin had multiple counts, multiple... 18. 
18 yep. counts of excessive Before force this. Yeah. and complaints against him. Yep. My, I no think, action was taken. I think that if there is one complaint against a police officer yep. for excessive force, he should be done. Yep. Yep. He should be done. Out and blacklisted. Yep. Because excessive force can no longer be Accepted. acceptable. Yeah. Right. And now, because Teo made a very good point uh, three minutes ago <laughs> on a very fast-moving Discord, yes. <laughs> uh, Teo made a very good point, uh, and I want to transition a little bit into our justice system generally because the there's some specific language in our Constitution. This, it's neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. That is very unsubtly explaining our prison work system yep. where prisoners receive no money or pennies. Very little money. That's right. Yeah. Pennies at most yeah. to produce products in our country. If, they, if you've bought something in the United States that says made in the USA on it, there is like a a seventy percent chance it was made it or part of it was made in a prison, the, yeah. the, including a lot of our fucking license plates. Yes, and we have Scubas who is who has offered roses are red, Cheetos are savory. The U.S. prison system is legalized slavery. Exactly, that is exactly right. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That we never we right. never completely got rid of slavery. Removed no. slavery in this no. country. No, we just disguised it. As prison. As prison. Yep. Yep. And once someone is convicted, because we've watched plenty of documentaries about this, once a person is convicted, it is incredibly hard to get them released yeah. if they are, in fact, proven innocent. innocent. That said, let me just say, as the son of a white man who was in prison, when he got out, there were no fucking repercussions. Mm-hmm. That's right. He got a job instantly, Yep. moved to another state. Got a job there and worked for another 20 years before he fucking retired. Yep. Right? And, and had no issues. Yeah. And his issues were pedophilia. Yeah. He which was, meant he should have been fucking put away forever. He wasn't in he prison for, list. he wasn't in prison for tax fraud or something. No, right. No. Well, and like so many of these, these people, especially black people, are put in prison for first offense only drug charges, usually for possession. Mm-hmm. And George Floyd was arrested for trying to pass a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Right. Yeah. And who knows if he even knew if it was counterfeit? That's exactly right. We talked about this earlier today. The fact it's is, it's not like I check all the cash I get from a store when I make a transaction to make sure it's ex- legit. Right. Exactly. Because here is the interesting facts that a lot of people aren't really talking about. Oh, and Finn says it was later proved to be a real twenty dollar bill. Yeah, there you Motherfucker. go. Motherfucker. So here's the thing, though. Okay, so he tries to pay, and the and the person believes it's a fake, uh-huh. right? George Floyd goes out to his vehicle across the street from the store. He's sitting in that vehicle with his with another couple of people, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yep, yep. With some people, an employee of the store came out and talked to them before the, and then the police were called, mm-hmm. right? And then the police arrived. How long did this take? And the man is just sitting, and the police go into the store yep. to talk to the employees. To the and we're talking time has been spent here. Yep. Why the fuck would George Floyd and his friends be sitting there in their car if they were actually trying to do something illegal? Right. And even if they were, it's a twenty dollar. It's a counter- fucking twenty dollar bill, and apparently not even a counterfeit uh-huh. bill. Yeah. Yep. So the man. And yes, Mabel Lynch says it figures, but it doesn't matter. Even if it was a fake hundred dollar exactly. bill, he didn't deserve a long, painful death. That's right. That's exactly he did right. Not deserve to die. I swear, if this cop gets off, 
because they've only charging him with third degree murder. They're only charging him with manslaughter. They haven't yes, even which, charged the, way, the accomplices yet. By the way, a third degree murder is what's called a depraved mind or depraved heart murder. It is when you do something that is not intended to kill, mm-hmm. but is the result of an insufficient regard for life. Mm-hmm. Which I feel dramatically understates the situation. That is yes, true. Yeah. But I can also, just by watching that and all, video... And Minnesota only has a 25-year prison yeah. sentence. Uh-huh. And just by watching that Maximum. video, you know that Derek Chauvin did not give one iota of care about that man's life because he continued to compress his neck Hold on. two minutes after he was lost consciousness. Here's the other thing. Well, George like, Floyd and Derek Chauvin... Worked at the same fucking nightclub. They knew each other. They knew each other. They worked in different areas. Derek Chauvin worked outside. George George Floyd Floyd walked inside. inside. But they had overlapping times that they worked for at least a year. So they had to have known each other. They had to at least have been familiar. Sarah says the medics on scene were told they were not to intervene. Yeah. No CPR was performed on yep. George nope. Floyd. Nope. He was already dead. Yeah. Yes, but they still yeah. perform well, CPR know. conventionally. Oh, I know. They just, and at one point, I'm, I cannot guarantee this for sure because I was so upset when I watched the video, but I think at one point, somebody asked the, the cop. Yes. Bystanders repeatedly asked him to get off of Floyd and one bystander and one piece of footage accused the cop of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And the bystander who did that, uh-huh. who accused the cop of enjoying it, uh-huh. was the son of the fucking store owner. Yep. Who he walked out and out, said, trying to do not do this to, this, de-escalate, to this. de-escalate the thing, and didn't mean anything to this cop. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Nabel Lint is saying, I have a background in military law enforcement, but it's common sense. Once a person is cuffed, they don't pose much of a threat anyway, and you can put them in the car while you do the paperwork. The murderer knew what he was doing. That is Absolutely. exactly right. Because by the time they got him into the position on the ground, he was completely subdued. Yep. Yeah. He was completely subdued. And the, he was not fighting for anything except his life. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. The similarities to Eric Garner's death. Oh my god. Are so many. Are, are scary. Yeah. Because th- that did not happen that long ago. No, no. it didn't. It's yeah. like you're not a human being. Right. If you can watch these men, Eric Garner, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, so many. Um, Aubrey, Aubrey, young gentleman who was just killed in yeah. Georgia. Yeah, that's right. Brianna Taylor who was that's just right. killed. There's so many of them. Like, how can we fucking ignore this? That's right. Like we've literally in the last month. Yeah. We've had three that have made national three, news. Yeah, three that right. have made national, national news. news. Right. That's that, is, not that, that Google has told me about while I was doing other right. things. I'm personally so sick and tired yep. of the bullshit that goes on in this country. And I'm not going to fucking stand for it anymore. I don't care if this has to be two fucking episodes. Okay. And Fox Child said it's Aubrey Ahmad. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, so you. so some good stuff happening in the Discord, and we are ready to move on. Yeah, yep. so yes, Izumi Dark says, "I'm tired of outrage. I want to move on to the next step. What do we do? What yep. do we and do?" And Streaking Fate, aka Quarks44, says an important aspect is that those of us who are privileged need to channel our anger and rage into effective That's action. Right. Otherwise, our anger is pointless. We came prepared for that, you guys. Yep. We and did. I do want to point out one other thing before we move on to that. Yep. Okay. And that is the Boogaloo Boys movement. Yes. Yeah. Talk about yes. that. So there is a movement in the U.S. called the Boogaloo Boys, and they are white supremacists 
who want to start a new civil war. And in order to do that, they use Aubrey Ahmad's death. They use George Floyd's mm-hmm. death. Well, Ahmad not Aubrey. Apparently. Ahmad Aubrey, yes. Yep. As this stuff's going on in Minneapolis right now, they have shown up en masse yep. uh-huh. to incite violence yep. towards police officers yep. so that a race war will start. That's right. They're basically... Fucking Manson boys. They are. Yep. They are. And their their heroes are like Ruby Ridge, the Ruby Ridge dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're white supremacists, they're militia guys. They want to be armed and violent. Yeah. But there is a way to tell yes. them. You can ID them. You can ID them because they are required by their bylaws to wear Hawaiian shirts. That's right. Yep. So So if you say, A, don't wear a Hawaiian shirt no. anymore. Right. Sorry if that's what you're into, but it, you may be incorrectly identified as one of these fucking terrorists. Especially yep. if you're at a protest. Uh-huh. The other thing is, don't stand next to anyone wearing a Hawaiian right. shirt, because you don't want to be in the splash zone when they cause some shit. Yep. I think yep. we do need to move on, because we we can only shout our rage. There's only so, so much. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's not like well, I have a... We don't. A limited supply, but yeah. <laughs> but but we have a limited time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the questions are, what can we do? Sure. First of all, we can speak. The truth of the matter. We can vote. We can, maybe more importantly, elevate the voices of black yes. people on this yes. subject. Yes, exactly. Okay, on CNN, on Anderson Cooper's show 360, That's right. Cornell West speaking about what's going on. That's yep. right. Because the guy... Fucking has it nailed. Support Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yeah. Wherever they are, whether they're in your city or in the national organization or whatever, support Black Lives Matter. Share their links. Support their events in whatever way you can. Fox Child yep. says share black voices without sharing your white story over top it. Yes. Yep. Yes. Sometimes it is our turn to just shut the fuck up and listen. We don't need a white person splain. Yeah, that's exactly. True. And that's why I'm afraid, you know, hopefully we haven't been splaining this yeah. whole time. Yeah, unfortunately oh. all three of us are white. We're all white. Right. We've gotten to the point, you know, our neighbors are in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our friends are in danger. Yes. I And I have step-nieces who are in danger because mm-hmm. their father was black. Mm-hmm. We have to say something. We have to start speaking and sharing their truth and lifting them up. And standing in front of them between them and the police. Yep. Yeah. And this is the other thing. I, You may agree with me or not, but if you see a black person being arrested and it looks suspicious, Film get your that fucking shit. phone out. Yeah. Yep. There are apps. You, I don't have one on my phone right now, but I know that there are apps that you can get that will actually... Uh, they will film the police through your phone and because sometimes the cops will destroy your phone or confiscate it, you can get apps that are specifically right. for filming the police that will upload your footage in Instantly. small chunks yep. incrementally as it's being filmed to the cloud so that it cannot be, be erased. erased. Yep. And if you see them, and I don't care where you're going, I don't care if you're if you're running late, stop and bear witness and make sure that that person is okay. Mm-hmm. Because it could very well be someone who is just being harassed, but if there's even the inkling that something fishy is going on. Honestly, I am at the point where just like film just any police film, action. Just film yeah. any police action. Stand with people, protect them, watch yep. over them, make sure that they are that they are not being abused 
by the authorities around them. Fox yeah. Child has posted in the Discord a link from Teen Vogue about how to film police. Yeah, yeah Teen Vogue has <laughs> has become kind of a wild place where they do yep. that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Let's protect our neighbors. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Protect our neighbors however we can. So so the first thing is be loud about the fact that this is happening. Yep. And if you're a white person, elevate the voices of black people That's who are right. being loud about the fact Support that this is happening. Support what we're doing. We actually tried to do that for this podcast. Yeah, we couldn't get anyone on. But we decided so late, late, everybody we talked to was <laughs> actually going to protest. Yeah, was, yeah. Our, was already busy. So, yeah. so unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, there's a protest going on right now. That we can't be at because we're recording. Yep. <laughs> right. But we felt like this was important to do. Yeah. Yeah. So additionally, what yeah, else? Yeah. So the other, the next thing you have to do is vote. Yes. And that does not just mean vote in National. the presidential election. It means vote in your local elections. You some places you can vote for like your county sheriff. commissioner and your sheriff and yep. things like that. You have a voice. Use it. That's right. It does. Like yes, our electoral system is fucking trash. But it's part of the equation. It's a piece that we have easy access to, and you cannot, you do not have, you know what? You don't have permission to not vote. Hold on, hold on. And Sarence makes the good point that down ballot votes yeah. are some of the highest impact votes you have the ability to no have shit. direct. No yes. shit, yep. yes. because sometimes those do come down to like two votes. That's yeah. right. And what some people don't realize, in fact, I think a lot of people do not realize, is that we have kind of this weird trickle-down thing that happens. Mm-hmm. We currently have an authoritarian government. We have a, a racist government. A yep. racist authoritarian government yep. that encourages this kind of divisiveness, mm-hmm. racism, violence. I mean, oh, fuck, just look at the tweets the man has been sharing. He's been calling the protesters thugs. And he's been glorifying what? What? the people who, who... The people who went to the Michigan that's House... That's uh-huh. With were, guns. With guns. They're good people. They're good people. Yeah. So he is part of this problem. The government is part of the problem. And it trickles down because that emboldens other people like him to run for office. Right. And then they get voted in and it just goes down all the way to the level. So you, that's why you have to vote in all the elections from yep. the top on down to the very and small. And makes the extremely good point that most... Most down-ballot votes are uncontested. Yep. That's right. So here's the deal. You should get involved locally with politics. That does not mean you should run. Right. But what you should do is help anybody who is a person of color run. That's right. Who's interested. Now, sometimes a person of color will have bad politics. That's right. That's true. do keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, But... Something I really want to emphasize. We are in this for harm reduction. That's right. Right. Your moral purity is trash. If your moral purity is preventing you from voting for someone who will reduce harm in your community because you disagree with them on one policy point, then you have the moral fiber of a puff pastry and get the fuck out. There you go. Bye, listeners. Just, that is not what this is. You, I am real sick of third-party votes. Yeah. And I am real sick of people not voting because they are they have to choose the lesser of two evils. Yeah, you have to choose the lesser of two evils. If you don't, the greater evil wins. And right. that's what we're seeing right now. Yep. That's why on a national stage. On a national stage. And it's trickled down into the smaller stages. Yeah. It all it all plays together. So we've got to we've got to vote. We've got to pay attention to what's going on. And like you said, let go of those yeah. one one issue only 
standards of voting. We cannot do that anymore. We cannot do that anymore. And we also have to pay attention to what's going on in our own backyard. Yep. As far as in and in paganism, we if we see racism because we know it's there. Yeah. And it's not even subtle. And no. it's not subtle. We need to address it. Yep. We yep. need to root it out of our own community as well as what's going yep. on in our greater national community. So two things I want to talk about. One is just to follow up on what Gwen just said. So I made, just made an executive decision. You all can disagree with me. Okay. But I just made an executive decision. Uh-oh. For the next year, we will not submit any classes to anywhere. But I will fill out the damn forms and tell them to bring in somebody of color Who to I speak. Who I want to hear. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. like my form where I would normally fill out what class I will teach, I will say I'm not willing to teach a class until... You bring in a person of color to teach on this subject or any other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they will actually get it as our as our submission as our as submission. Our submission. Yeah. And any of you who uh, teach classes who want to join us in that, feel yep. free. Yep. That's right. That's a commitment for the next year. We yep. will not submit a class. Twenty twenty one. We will not be teaching classes. At we will events. not be teaching classes anywhere in twenty twenty one. MPF, Convocation, Nowhere, we will still be there. Yep. That's right. It needs if they to, ask it, us to broadcast from there. You know what? I'd rather them have a person yeah. of color. You know what? If they offer it to us, I will give it to a person of color. To broadcast? Yeah. To broadcast from it. Yep. Damn straight. Okay. So they can actually use our channel and you all will get to see them yep. if they don't have their own. That's right. But yeah. that's who will be doing it. The other thing I want to talk about is and we're talking about supporting people who care about community, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I want to talk about Target, which is fucking crazy. Okay. Okay? But this letter that was posted today from Brian Cornell, who is the chairman and CEO of Target, Mm -hmm. says, We are a community in pain, and that pain is not unique to the Twin Cities. It extends across America. The murder of George Floyd has unleashed a pent-up pain from years, as have the killings of Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor. We say their names and hold too long a list of others in our hearts, As a Target team, we have huddled, we have consoled, and we have witnessed horrific scenes similar to what is being played out now and wept. But that is not, not enough is changing, and the team has vowed to face pain with purpose. He has committed, so I'm going to quit reading it, but he has committed to pay everybody who was employed at that Target store in Minneapolis that was burned out Mm -hmm. and to fucking rebuild. So everybody who's complaining about their damn Target was burnt Mm -hmm. and they can't shop there anymore, fuck you. Target supports these damn things and you need to get on board with it too. That's right. I will start shopping more at Target. That's right. Yeah. Because these guys are supporting what the fuck is going on. That's right. That's right. Wow. We're not supported by Target at all, people. But that just no. impressed and the tar- fuck out and of me. Target has its own issues, but they do. They do. Nobody's perfect, but but in this in this instance, they are they are making the right call. Now, do we want to do some segments so that because our yes. segments oh, yeah, are yeah. directly yep, yep, yep. involved in moving forward with what do we go? Yep. What do yeah. we do from we, here? We, we have more stuff to do from here. Yep. And a lot of that, actually, Car, you maybe want to start with. You know what? I'm going to read something that yeah, I yeah. got online. Yeah. Uh, this came to me anonymously. Anonymously? Anonymously. There you go. So these are 10 things you can do when you're involved in a protest. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay? Number one, water makes pepper spray worse. Use liquid and acid mixed with water. And don't wear any contacts. Yeah. Wear your glasses. If you get tear gassed when you get home, put the contaminated clothes in a plastic bag for later decontamination. And shower with cold water. 
so it doesn't open your pores. Come with friends and don't get separated. Avoid leaving the crowd and watch for police snatch squads. Do you want to explain police snatch squads? So a snatch squad is when the police essentially, like, divide and conquer. Right. Uh, like a fucking pack of wolves taking down a deer, and they isolate someone from the protest and disappear them. Yep. Beware undercovers, but also beware snitch jacketing and collaborator peace police even more. But I will tell you on undercovers, uh-huh. currently, in, if, if any of our listeners are near your New York City... All the undercovers are wearing white armbands. Okay, and um, so that they don't get hit. With so they don't get hit spray. by their own yeah. police. And Jim yeah. says to look up the methods the Hong Kong rioters yes, used. Yes, the Hong Kong yes. rioters were really prepared. Yep. Yep. All right. So moving on. The far right is very good at combing through pictures and doxing people. Mm-hmm. So make sure you mask up. Of course, it's also COVID, so masking up makes sense. But if you are mace or pepper sprayed. Make sure you bring a second mask, because once it's been mace or pepper sprayed, you need to discard it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Write any necessary phone numbers you may need directly on your skin in Sharpie, but keep them covered because still doxing is a thing. Have an off-site plan for emergencies. If you have not been heard from for a certain amount of time, make sure somebody calls you to find out where you are. Make sure all of your mobile devices are charged. If you plan on going to jail, plan it. Make sure you have bail set up, a lawyer set up, time off of work if needed, witnesses. Don't go to jail without a plan. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because then you will be stuck there. Yep. And beware people inciting violence. Most of them are police feds or white supremacists. White supremacists. So watch out for hookups for the same reason. Get to know the crowd because they will set you up. The Dryad says, baby shampoo helps wash out the pepper spray gently without harming your eyes. Correct. Okay. Yes, baby shampoo is good for just about everything. Some people were just and saying... And is suggesting using a burner phone, turn off data service, and don't bring your own vehicle to the protests. Nice. That's a good call. So, I would like to add a few tips that I actually learned when I was at PantheaCon. I won't say the name of the teacher, right. but she is very, very well known as an elder in the pagan community. And she actually showed us ways that we can use our own energy and aura and, and our, our shield, if you will, to get us through a crowd and to make ourselves heavy if police mm-hmm. are, uh, Peddling. you know, trying to move us. Right. And so use your personal shield, turn it into a boat, if you will, in, with a point to help you get through to where you need to be. If if there is a crowd that you need to get away from, if you need to link arms, use your energy to make yourself heavy. Yep. You're a magical person, so make use of that energy. Yeah. So while we're here. Right, yeah. So page 168 of uh, Magic for the Resistance yep. uh, by Michael M. Hughes has the spheres of protection, the hermetic seal. We hermetically seal all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Most Many of packages. the time, most of the time, all of that stuff comes from science. Mm-hmm. This comes from alchemy. So you should either draw the sign of a cross or the sign of a pentagram, mm-hmm. up to you. If you draw the, draw the sign of a cross, it should be like the, uh, the red arm. cross cross. Yeah, the equal arm mm-hmm. The equal armed cross, yep. Think of the Celtic cross. Yep. Exactly. The gist of it is you call the quarters. Right. Like, um, like you do, yep. But each time you call the quarters, you ask for protection. Mm-hmm. Okay? Then you go to the center, 
and you ask the guardians of the other world mm-hmm. to protect you as well. And then you, while you're still in the center, you look, instead of looking up mm-hmm. to the other world, you look mm-hmm. down to the earth mm-hmm. and you ask Gaia or the earth to protect you. And then each time you're doing the call for protection, you either draw the pentagram of the cross. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to do it in a dark room mm-hmm. with incense. Okay. And the reason why you do that is, like a sparkler, it's going to leave a, a ah. mental image in your head of that because that's the only thing you're going to see embedded in your brain. And so that's the reason why you should do it that way. And then you should say, protect this circle of whatever it is right. that you're doing. Guide me in my work. Protect me from harm. Quote, unquote, so mode it be. Uh, again, witchcraft, however not, you do it. right, however whatever, you, however you end that. And then you can do it for groups pretty easily. Yes, by, Finn, uh, using the rune algies would be perfect for yep. that. Yep. And I would suggest, and this isn't in here, but I would suggest any kind of sigil, mm-hmm. protection sigil, or a protection bind rune, uh, would be a perfect thing to do as well. Uh, to kind of carry with you. Personally, I say while you're drawing uh, your pertinent information on your body in Sharpie, draw a protective symbol on your body as yep. well and charge it. Charge it with energy, charge it with protection called, you know, Magical Resistance Book. Yep, by um, Michael M. Hughes. Magic yep, it's Magic for the Resistance. You can call upon your deities. Sarenth. Yeah, Sarenth says uh, some good runes for that would be Algi, Sawila, and Tiwas. Just do those things. It's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Your magical people, use that to your advantage. That's right. In these situations. And use it to the advantage of your fellow pe- protesters. Right, That's the right. fellow protesters. So I would say, like, if you can have enough energy mm-hmm. to kind of bubble everybody who's mm-hmm. there, yeah. mm-hmm. that would be great. Yep. If you can't, do a small group, but... And ask those witches that you know or those magical persons that you know who, like, you know, like, we can't be at the protest tonight, but I'm planning after we, after we're done here, I'm going to send energy to those people who are protesting in our city, in Grand Rapids, as many places as I can send energy to, mm-hmm. to for their protection and for their endurance. Yep. Yeah, because this is not going to be something that we solve uh, instantly. Yeah. Right? This is going to be a long and ongoing fight. Yeah, burning candles, cast a spell that of protection. But also, I think we need to cast justice spells, that justice will be done in this situation, but also within the, the system as a whole. Yeah. Exactly. And there, there are some justice. Jack says the few pages past protection spell in Magic for the Resistance. There's a justice spell yes. for the victims of police action. You can. There are plenty. I mean, you can also make your own justice spells. That's right. Most pantheons have at least one god who's into that. That's right. Um, in the Norse pantheon, we've got Forseti and Tyr and. Maybe Odin and probably Frigga and mm-hmm. arguably Loki and more arguably Fenrisulfur. So if you are a Hecatean, you can call to her Brimo aspect. She is terrifying. That is the Stormbringer. In Lumi Dark says, can we talk about burnout? How you care so much, but you don't have much energy to spare? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, that is a valid problem. One that I run into. So <laughs> it's one that I actually run into a lot because I generally, I don't have that many spoons. Yeah. I don't have that much energy to go around. I've got lots of rage. Very rarely do I have enough energy to turn that rage into something. I don't know that there's a good solution for burnout other than to pick something Mm -hmm. and make that your thing. Yeah. This was actually advice that, that I heard at 
MPF, I think, a couple of years years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. There are countless causes Mm -hmm. to be dedicated to, and you can't be dedicated to all of them. No. It was actually Phyllis. Yeah. Was it Phyllis? It was, it was Phyllis, Phyllis yeah. Uh, I think I also heard it from Thorne oh, okay. Mooney. Oh, I, well, heard it a, I heard it a couple of places. But you can't you can't be dedicated to every cause. So you have to pick one. It's okay if this isn't your cause mm-hmm. that you're going to go out and fight for. You should still support the people who are doing that fight. Yep. And it's worth remembering that there there is a, a whole space for people who are supporting the people who are fighting That's this right. fight. That's right. Because that's how we help with burnout is that we have support personnel. That's right. Essentially. Sometimes that's the people you come home to who you can, you know, cry on after a protest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the people who are out adjacent to a protest Mm -hmm. with water and food and medical supplies. Exactly. If you can't be involved, you can still be involved. Not in the fight, but in the aftercare. That's right. Because these people are going to require aftercare. Yeah. And they're going to require someone who's willing to listen. Uh, Ed Lumi Dark asks, how do you say I support you, but this isn't my cause? You say that. Yeah. Yep. Just say that. And, and you know, you can support in ways that don't involve you directly. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, Gwen reposts a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really repost stuff. I just get angry. Right. <laughs> and my anger usually is vented at people on the other side. I have people in my life who are from the other side of the quote-unquote aisle. Right. And uh, usually I vent at them. Sarenth makes a good point. He says, whoever you call to for protection, justice, etc., mm-hmm. make sure you have a good relationship with that deity, that you engage in right relationship, and that you honor them correctly in their way. Yeah, they're not, like, the gods I, are not just tools that you're applying to a problem. It's like, right. I don't know Sekhmet. I've never worked, like, a lot yeah. of people in, in the Discord are saying, Sekhmet would be a great deity to work with for this, but I don't know Sekhmet. Right. But I do know Hakati. Mm-hmm. And I, I know her, and I know Frigga. And those are the deities that I that I know. And I know the Earth Mother. Yep. That, that I think that's great advice. QQ yep. makes a great point. Something simple but major we can do is call out the racism when we see it. Yes. Refuse to laugh at racist jokes. Literally say that's racist whenever they say something that, like that. You don't necessarily have to protest, but especially if you're white, calling out other white folks is crucial. And I think that's not just in for racism. That's when you hear uh, anti- LGBTQ jokes or or mm-hmm. speech. It's when you hear misogynistic jokes about women. Too often, we just we get uncomfortable. I know this has been a, a problem with me. Mm-hmm. You just get you don't com- want to rock the boat. You don't want to rock the boat. You get uncomfortable. You don't know what to say, or you don't want people to be upset with you. But fuck that. Some people in uh, the Discord are ta- discussing a great tactic for racist jokes, which is ask them to explain the joke. Yeah. Because if you tell them, hey, that's racist, they'll argue with you. But if they have to explain it, they will realize that the joke is racism. That's right. And if they have any shame or are pretending not to be racist, that will be an uncomfortable moment for them. That's right. And Lady Catastrophe says, call out passive racism. Yep. And Sarenth made the good point, do not forget your ancestors and the Landvatir. Yes, yes, they are also very valuable allies to call on in this fight. For my part, I looked at, I, I do the plants, mm-hmm. and lavender is a wonderful herb that one can use for protection. Plants, guardian gems. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're not worrying about that stuff. <laughs> Basically, with lavender, I'm talking about English lavender. It has many, many virtues. Is that the culinary or not? 
it's actually both. You can use it for calling it. Well, there is French lavender is usually what's used for um, perfume. Yes, and this is what I'm this, asking. Yeah, about culinary. This is culinary okay. English lavender. Uh, it's mostly what you see in the stores is English lavender. What I want to talk about are the magical uses for lavender, specifically when it comes to protection, because you can wear lavender as a charm. You can drink it as a tea to enhance your personal shield. It is a wonderful, it is a, it is one of the, of Hakati's herbs. So you, and one of her garden plants. So you can use it as an offering to Hakati. There, lavender is an incredibly versatile herb. The English lavender is relatively easy to grow if you want to grow it, but you can also, you can get the lavender buds already dried. So you can get lavender at the grocery store. Yeah, you can. You can get obviously lavender essential oil. You can use that essential oil to anoint yourself for protection. You can sprinkle the buds. Lavender is a wonderful protective spirit. And so I really recommend if you're, use some, anoint yourself with some lavender. If you're going to go do something where you need to enhance your protection, Anoint yourself with some lavender uh, oil. Lady Catastrophe says, I wear lavender sprigs in my hair. Mm-hmm. And that sounds great for two reasons. One, uh, you get that protective lavender. And two, especially if you're a white woman wearing lavender in your hair and you go out to stand between the police and the protesters, you look super innocent and not like they should hurt you. That's right. Right. Weaponize your vulnerability. And Robert said, be careful using lavender around cats because it is yes. poisonous. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes, you That's do. why our lavender is outside. That's and right. And our cat's inside. Yep. That's right. Lots of people are saying they get headaches from lavender. Yeah, some people are allergic to it. They're allergic to it. You have other alternatives. You have other alternatives. It's the one Gwen wanted to talk about today. Yep. Yep. Partly because we just planted three lavender bushes in our yard. (laughs) Melkor says, going up against the police line looking like an Alphonse Mucha painting. Really fuck up their intended narrative. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Look like the most harmless, like, spring child that's ever existed. I love the fact that our listeners are like, you know, Alphonse Mucha. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I I chose lavender because I love lavender, and I did just write about it, and it is a very protective plant. But there are many, many, many other. You can use rosemary. Plenty of protective plants. You can use all kinds of plants. Uh, Sarah says, suggests putting herbs in a pouch, your wallet pocket, sew it into your clothes or other places is a powerful way of engaging with herbs. Mugwort is the eldest of herbs, a powerful offering herb, and was called the poor man's tobacco in European countries is cleansing and so much more. Exactly. Um, nettle is a powerful protective sacred plant in heathenry in the northern tradition. De- definitely recommend approaching the sacred plants of whatever your path is and working with them. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I think that's it for Gwen's Garden Gems. Yep. I think that is. So right. I guess it's time for, you know, Ode's Stone Cornery thing. I guess we're there now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. This right. is not your typical <laughs> thing, so I'm not yeah, worried no. about it. So, I'm going to be talking about, speaking of not your typical thing, Sarah says, how about a brick? (laughs) Sarah, get out of my fucking brain. Today, I'm going to be talking about what I call home stones. That's when you get a brick or a cinder block or you dig a big rock out of your driveway. Uh, You find a rock that lives in your home. That can be in your yard or in your driveway or in the parking lot of the building yep. that your apartment is, is, is in. Uh, so it could be a piece of asphalt. It could be anything. It is some kind of stone thing that lives where you live, which means it sees you all the time and it has a connection to you and to your home place. And there are two very valuable functions for a home stone. The job of a home stone, the way it protects you, is that A... Uh, it can be a self-defense item, and B, it wants to go home and will bring you home with it, because right. you're the one who brought it away. 
<laughs> More generally, a, a homestone is it, like a, I'm, I didn't make that up. A homestone is like a genuine like, cuckoo. That's a, this is a genuine thing. Cuckoo said, but never wash the blood off. It's a blood <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> um, Dying here. Uh, you're feeding it. <laughs> um, it's an unusual offering. Usually, housewives don't get that that kind of a blood offering, but. You know what? If it's <laughs> Fuck it, it fits. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, homestones have connections to your housewives. They have connections to your homes. And they do actually serve uh, protective purposes and for connecting to your home spirits when you're away from them. So that's it for Oatstone Corner. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the history of food in protests. Hey! Yep. So this is not a recipe, but some things you should consider. It is for... This is adjacent to... Protests. Cars, fees, table. Cars, fees, table. So consider eggs. They're fragile. They're lightweight. <laughs> they're viscous. They fly well. And they make excellent spheres of resistance. <laughs> so actually, uh, the first time that, you know, recently we've seen that is uh, people throwing them at Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was running for governor in 2003. Fox Child says, eat the rich. This has been Cars, fees, table. <laughs> Uh, yogurt. Okay. Messy. Yo- yogurt has actually effective. made reoccurring appearances in protests. Okay. But no, most notably, of course, in Greece. Because, you know, Greek yogurt. Um, <laughs> what? You're laughing? It's true. I know. In fact, the Greeks are so partial to rage-hurling yogurt at politicians that they've created an entire word that means precisely that. Yorgotomata. And it's so commonplace that a law was created to publicly humiliate its proponents. <laughs> <laughs> Marshmallows. Oh, I like that one. Um, in particular was the great marshmallow protest when bags of marshmallows were sent in the mail to Congress to remind them that their elected officials were being too soft. That's Spaghetti amazing. was a big deal, especially in Russia. Cooked they with sauce and everything? Cook, cooked with sauce, yeah. Um, and they would actually, the Ukrainians would run up to Russians and hang the noodles over their ears. Oh my gosh. Carrots. In 2015, Parisian tobacco retailers were so angered by a proposed bill that required that all cigarette packets in France be plain white and devoid of branding that they dropped four and a half tons of carrots. <laughs> when was that? 2015. That was recently. Uh-huh. <laughs> the demonstration actually worked. French lawmakers abandoned the marketing clause. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Powerful carrots. Wine. Just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit says you cannot beat a traditional egging for, for their money. On the other hand, in 2016, activists used solar power to cook pancakes in front of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission building in D.C. in the Pancakes Not Pipelines protest. Wow. <laughs> covered them in maple syrup. And flung and them? And flung them at the building. I like it. Uh, Jim Two Snakes says, I'm not saying whipped cream could be used to blind a visor or assault vehicle's vision, but it is a happy coincidence. <laughs> I like this. Ooh, get the, the spray can stuff. Now, I think, um, unfortunately, for, I don't know, legal reasons or something, we probably have to say that really, unfortunately, we don't encourage violence. We do not encourage violence. Well, no, violence. we don't encourage no. violence. No. But 
dumping carrots in the middle of the street, flinging yeah. pancakes at a building. Yeah, I don't think those that, are violent. I don't think that counts. No, no, not at all. Now the justice system may disagree with us, but that's because the justice system is wrong. Broken. That's right. right. Now. Yeah. Yep. But and technically Q- speaking, yeah. Yeah, Q- three pagans and a cat does not promote or violence. condone we, violence. Right. Oh well, no. <laughs> technically. <laughs> We encourage creative ways of engaging in protests. Thank you, Karen. But QQ also says, but we aren't condemning it either. And that that's, is that's true. true. Yep. We're not officially condoning, but neither not con- are we condemning violence. That is exactly, exactly right. right. Yeah. We're not encouraging violence, but we can't stop you either. Uh-huh. Thank you, Scoobus. So anything else? I don't think so. I mean... The, the most we could rant forever, but that's not productive. No, it's no. not. And we, you know, we definitely did express our anger at the situation. In the beginning. And no, we don't condone violence. We don't want anybody to be harmed, but we do want, we want things to change. Right. Things mm-hmm. must change in the United States and elsewhere, but right now we're concerned about the United States. And, it's, and sometimes riots are what cause change. Hello, yeah. not welcome just to Stonewall. Right, yeah. not just peaceful protests. That's yeah. right. And but yeah. riots don't have to harm people. Right, That's right. Property That's is another thing. Right. Property is another um, thing. And it's it's worth pointing out that generally speaking, peaceful protests to effect change mm-hmm. must disrupt something. Yep. That's right. Whether that is traffic or commerce or whatever. They have to be disruptive or no one gives a shit. I watched a protest in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. And they shut down the major thoroughfare in Ann Arbor coming off of the highway. And that is a good thing to do. Now, they said if they weren't heard, their next job was to shut down the The highway. highway. And you know what? They can fucking do it. And I think they should. Because at this point... Their protests have not been heard. That's yep. right. Finn says a Tulsa protest today shut down. I forty four. Way to go. Yep. That's right. And the fact of the matter is that'll make people pay the fuck attention. Hopefully. Yeah. And Saren says spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical forms of support are available to folks. If nothing else, if you are already making masks, keep doing that. They will need a lot of them for these. Yes. yes. The other thing, coronavirus still a problem. Yep. Protests unfortunately do involve mass gatherings. That's right. It's really really hard. To socially distant while at a protest. So minimum, make sure you are wearing your mask. Yep. And be careful. Try to also be wearing gloves. Be prepared to ditch all of that shit as soon as you get home, whether you were tear gassed or not, because it will need to be boiled, probably. Yep. Or disposed of, depending on the type of mask you have. That's right. And I know this has been a really charged, emotional, different kind of episode for us. One more thing I want to... Because we are a pagan podcast. Yep. All this stuff is about, like widespread, like, secular protesting, but also go to your groups Mm -hmm. and find out who's shitty. Because someone in your group probably is. Mm -hmm. Someone in your group probably is racist if you have a large enough group. Yeah. Kick them the fuck out. Yep. No more harboring racism. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're your friends. Either they change or they get out. Mm Mm-hmm. Period. And that's the same goes for misogynists. Yeah, I am homophobics. I am done tolerating. I agree. And I, I see Pablo, so why not try to get them to change? The problem is, Pablo, we have been trying to get them to change. And years. This is, this is the, a it's problem not a that's thing been you, going on for years. So here's the thing with racism, sexism, homophobia. You cannot change that person's mind. Yep. 
That is a change they have to make internally. That's right. Before they are going to listen to anything you say. That's right. And there has to be that has that onus is on them, not on us, to change who the, they are, the resources, or what they believe. The resources to make those changes are out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what Google's for. And I know Pablo also was objecting to to the burning, to the the riots. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that, Pablo. I do because I don't condone violence. However, it is important that these protests continue. That voices are heard, and that this situation is no longer allowed to just be ignored. Because if we continue to go the way we have. Nothing is going to change. We're going to continue to see this. And as QQ said, the problem is they've tried peaceful protests and they were ignored. I am, I am a fan of Martin Luther King Jr. He's Mm -hmm. one of my heroes. And I think he, you know, his idea of protest was valid and it is something that we still need to, to pursue. But Malcolm X had a point too. Yeah. Yep. You, you need get, both sides. You need both sides. Somewhere there's got to be uh, a way to, you know, if, if people are just not going to listen, you ha- sometimes you have to make them listen. I would do some research on both those men, on what they taught, on what they believed. I know Malcolm X is, is divisive, and I know that his own philosophy changed uh, after a trip to Mecca. And shortly before he died, and he never got a chance to really expound on that and explain what he meant. Because he was murdered. Because he was murdered. Right. He was murdered by people who, because he he wanted justice for his people, and Martin Luther King Jr. wanted justice. We here we we are. Justice. Mm -hmm. Here we are. How many years has it been now? Sixty, seventy years later. Yeah. Yeah. We're still fighting the same fight. Gubis is saying we have to dismantle the internalized racism we all have. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And it's one day at a time, and it it you have to change it within yourself so that you can then start doing things to affect change in your world. Streaking Fate said it better, in my opinion. Every white person in the U.S. is functioning in a racist society and receiving privileges from it, often unaware of it. It is on each of us to ferret out the racism within ourselves, and especially the more uh, covert kind. That's right. Yeah, I actually have a Google Doc with a, with a bunch of links to anti-racism resources mm-hmm. that a bunch of people of color have put together, and I'm going to be linking that on this episode. Yeah. Okay. And Finn Odinson posted Havamal 127. Havamal 127 was the basis for Declaration 127, which was a, a movement the Heathen Hoff tried to, to, to get going. And did get a bunch of people to sign, but shockingly, racism, we still have it in the heathen community. Because too many people are signing that declaration and then not following it through. So here's Havamal 127. I advise you, Lord Fafnir, to take this advice. It'll help if you take it. Do you good if you get it. When you recognize ill will, speak out against ill will, and grant no peace to your foes. This is the prohibition understood to be, in the words of Odin... Havamal is supposed to be the the teachings of the wise. It's right there, very explicitly. Yeah. That if someone is doing evil around you, it is the same thing as doing evil to you, and you have an obligation to fight it. That's right. If you don't fight it, are you also then doing evil yourself? Essentially. Yeah. 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 So 
And what is, I think it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and I don't have the exact quote, but he was a Christian minister during World War II. He was part of the resistance against the Nazis. He was killed for that resistance. And basically, to paraphrase the man, because I don't know the exact quote, evil remains as long as good men do nothing. Right. Yep. Yep. And this is what we are seeing. And it's so easy to sign your name to Declaration 127, to say, I'm angry about this, right? right. It is much harder to do something. And it is time for us all to do something. It is way, way past time. Silence is compliance. It is complicity. So we cannot continue to remain silent. It doesn't mean we have to be out there physically if that's not something you're capable of, Mm -hmm. but we do have to see it within ourselves and report it to others when we see it. Point these things out. I would suggest sharing this episode with everybody that you can think of, not because it's us, but because the topic's fucking important. And and you know what? Uh, I would say if you know a person of color who's talking about this topic, share that one instead. Yep, exactly. Yep. I would definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at on this. Raise black voices. Raise black voices, yeah. And Devilix did use a Bible verse in their post that they made, and it was Matthew 24, 40. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did for me. Yep. And that is what we have to do. Yep. Yep. All All right. right. So that's it for this episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. That's right. So you can find us by looking us up on Google. Google. Yep. At threepagansandacat.com or just three pagans and a cat, the number three pagans and a cat on Google, and you can find us. That's yep. right. And we have you. a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And uh, just remember to to check out Car on Sunday morning or no Sunday evening. Afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Sunday there afternoon. it is. Two to four. <laughs> Two Some, to four. Sometime on Sunday. Sometime. Yeah. Tomorrow. On Zoom. Eastern daylight time. One of those times. Yep. Yeah. And I promise. Monday through Friday this week, 8 a.m. Eastern. The I will actually do a meditation. <laughs> I will actually lead a true meditation, and there will also be with the upcoming full moon. I will also do a live uh, full moon ritual. And that ritual will be focused on sending energy to those who are protesting. Yep. All right. All right. I'm going to stop the podcast from recording. Yep. So we love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. We love you.